always looking behind. Well, I failed. I didn't do this, and I wasn't a good, uh, for example. I talked with a man just the other day that told me, he said, Brother Pastor, I failed. I wasn't a good dad. My daughter's a teenager now, and I just lost a whole lot of time. You know what I told him? I said, hey, today is a new day, and this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice. Be glad in it. You can't go through life looking through a rearview mirror all the time. Rather, may I suggest to you today that we've got to look forward. We've got, yes, we thank God for the past, but we've got to look through the windshield of life, the front windshield. I was riding down the road on Thanksgiving Day, going down to visit family. I was on I-75, and I got to that place. I don't know if you know where I'm talking about. There's a top of a hill. You can look almost five miles near where Byron is at, and all of a sudden it dawned on me what I'm telling you right now. Not going through life looking in the rearview mirror, but looking ahead. And maybe there's some changes that we need to make today. I love this verse. I tell you, God's really been quickening this verse in my heart. And it's this. The memory of the just is blessed. Let's say that together. The memory of the just is blessed. One more time. The memory of the just is blessed. I've never preached on this verse before, but it, this can relate both to now and hereafter. After you're gone, after the Lord takes you home, what are people going to say about you? The memory of the just is blessed. And not only when we are taken to heaven, but now we can build good memories. I believe I'm preaching to some mamas and daddies today and some young people and grandparents today that want to build good memories. Again, do you want to be walking through life and leading in life, looking in the rearview mirror all the time about what you could have done, about what you should have done, about maybe uh, what you would have done? Oh, that's going to lead you in a circle of regret. But I suggest you start looking in the windshield what's ahead of you. And maybe today there might need to be, listen, there might need to be some changes that need to take place. It doesn't automatically happen. Now, I'll tell you the honest truth. All of us look back on our life. See, if you agree, all of us can look back on our life and see where we could have done things differently. Every one of us, every one of us look back on our life and say, you know, if I had to do it over again, I would have done this. Now, but we can't live in the rearview mirror. Rather, we've got to look ahead. And so, for that reason, I want to share a message entitled, Blessed Memories. Blessed Memories. It's based on Proverbs chapter 10, the verse we just quoted, Proverbs chapter 10. And let me just give you a quick outline of where we're going this morning in the message. The Lord gave me five ways, five ways, don't, you don't have to write them down right now, I'll bring them up in a moment on the screen, five ways that you and I can build good memories. By the way, you know, after Georgia and Georgia Tech plays on Saturday, it's a no-win situation at New Rocky Creek, amen, because we got some Georgia fans and we got some Georgia Tech fans, and if Georgia beats Georgia Tech like they did yesterday, then some aren't going to be happy, and if Georgia Tech beats Georgia, uh, then <laughs> there's some not going to be happy, speaking of good memories. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And, uh, and so, but building good memories with your family is very important. 
And uh, here's where we're going in the message today. There are five ways to build good memories. Number one, uh, by speaking good words in a bad word world. Speaking good words in a bad word world. We'll see that in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 11 through 13. Number two, uh, by holding on when you feel like letting go. Listen, please, I think this is going to help you. I know it's going to help me, and I believe it's going to help you. Number two, by holding on when you feel like letting go. I'll explain. And then by letting go when you feel like holding on. Number three, uh, by staying strong when you feel like giving up. Staying strong when you feel like giving up. Number four, by, watch this, by counting your blessings when you forget how blessed you really are. You want to build good memories? By counting your blessings when you forget how blessed you are. We'll see that in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22 in a moment. But then number five, by living hope when things seem hopeless. By living hope when things seem hopeless. We'll see that in Proverbs chapter uh, 10 and verse number uh, 28. All right, turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 10. I just gave you a quick overview of where we're going today. And I believe you want to build some good memories, like I want to build some good memories, not only with my uh, personal family, but with my church family. Proverbs chapter 10, and if you would stand to read the Word of God today, as we think for just a few moments on the subject of blessed memories. Blessed memories, good memories. Yes, good memories. Chapter 10, verse number 7. Now keep your Bibles open because I'm not going to take time to read the whole chapter now. Rather, I'm just going to read one verse, okay? And then you'll keep your Bibles open because you'll note in chapter 10 all of these ways to build good memories are mentioned in chapter 10 of the book of Proverbs. Solomon, of course, is writing this. Proverbs chapter 10, notice verse 7. We just said it a moment ago. The memory of the just is blessed. The memory of the just is blessed. Let's say it again one more time. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Father, thank you now for our time together. We bless you now that you've uh, set aside this time for us to worship you and to grow in your grace and knowledge. And I ask you now to Help us to grow. Help us to grow in our relationships, not only with you, but with each other and with our families and build good memories, oh God. Lord, life just seems like it's fleeting away. It just seems like uh, it's like the vapor, as you tell us uh, here today and gone tomorrow. And help us to be purposeful in our heart. Help us to be deliberate in our relationships. Help us, Father God, to give us great grace to seek after you and then Lord, allow you to build these good memories in our life. Thank you for those circle of influences you've given us with our family and friends, with our church family, and with those in our neighborhood and co-workers. We just ask now for your anointing and for, oh God, for your presence. I ask you to cleanse my heart of any and all sin. And I thank you now for those that have gathered that are hungry, like when we were enjoyed Thanksgiving meal our God, we come and uh, you set the table for us here. <laughs> oh, Lord, and we pray now as we scoot up to the table that, Lord, would feast on your word and we would enjoy your presence and your power. And I'm praying, Father, today there'll be changes made and 
men, women, boys, and girls, daddies and mamas and husbands and wives and young people, teenagers, and grandparents, our God, Lord, we pray now you'll get us out of the rut or, or out of negative thinking and you'll bring us into the light. You'll bring us, Father God, into victory and you'll help us to overcome the things of the past and that, God, you'll get the glory for it. Well, cause when all is said and done, we know you gotta, you got to do it, Lord, and you enable us to do it. We pray now for your unction. We pray for your anointing. We pray, God, our Father, quicken the word in our heart today. Bind the enemy and save the lost and revive the saved. Thank you for your church. Thank you for those gathered today. We pray again now, Jesus, you will have the preeminence and you will be high and lifted up because you said if I be lifted up, I'll draw men into myself. I love you and thank you for your grace, your goodness, your love, your forgiveness, your blessings. Oh, God, you've blessed us beyond measure. And I pray you'll create within us a heart, an attitude, a gratitude, a thanksgiving and praise because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we ask this in the name, Father, above every other name, the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going today in the message. Keep your Bibles open because, number one, how can we build good memories? How can we build good memories? And number one, you'll notice by speaking good words in a bad word world. I want you to draw your attention to chapter 10, verse 11. Notice chapter 10, verse 11 of the text. Look here, please, with me. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Then skip down to verse 13. In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found. Skip over to verse 19 in chapter 10. Look at chapter 10, verse 19. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. Verse 21. The lips of the righteous Feed many. And so, draw your attention to verse 7 again. The memory of the just is blessed. The memory of the just is blessed. How can we build good memories? How many today uh, are finding yourself being negative? How many today, honestly now, I want you to be honest with me. I'm going to be honest with you. Will you be honest with me today? Will you be honest with God today? I'm telling you, we, I'm asking you, will you be honest with God today? Will you be honest with yourself today? How many of you have developed a negative attitude? I mean, it's easy to do in this whole negative world of ours. How many of you have developed a complaining spirit? If we're going to build good memories, if we're going to adjust the memory of the just is blessed, if we're going to have good memories, we've got to overcome negativism in this life. We've got to overcome and rise above complaining and belly aching. Can I just put it that way? The words of our mouth. Now, I ran across this, and I thought this would be very interesting, how complaining and being negative can physically rewire your brain and make you depressed. I'm not going to ask you today how many of you have been depressed. It could be that you have developed a negative attitude. It could be that uh, you're seeing all the bad stuff in life instead of seeing the good things. And by the way, y'all listen now, don't miss this. I'm not talking about pop psychology here. I'm talking about the Word of God. Listen to what Proverbs 18, 21 says. The Lord said through Solomon, you ready? If you're ready, say amen. amen. Death and life are in the power of 
the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's say that together. Death and life. In other words, you start, you keep speaking negatively, you're going to dig a hole of negativism, okay? You've got to change your vocabulary. Can you hear me? And it's so easy to get negative in this old negative world. That's why I said, number one, we got to learn to speak good words in a bad word world. It's always something negative going on. You mean, hey, hey the news and the media is uh, <laughs> well known for the negative stuff going on. I mean, it seems like the average person, the public, gravitates to negative news, digging up the dirt. And then if we're not careful, that can affect our thinking. And then we develop a negative attitude. Oh, yes, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How many of you have been negative lately? Negative about your job, negative about your children, negative about your spouse, your husband, your wife, negative about your health. Negative about the church. Negative about life in general. There's a lot of people going around today that are just negative. I read this morning in my early devotion, about 3 o'clock this morning, I couldn't sleep and was up, and read in my devotion this morning where the writer said a lot of people walk through a field of flowers, beautiful flowers. Have you ever been in a field, had beautiful flowers? You know what they'll do? They'll walk through a field of flowers to go find a pile of cow manure. I mean, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for cow manure instead of, instead of looking at the beauty of God's creation. And I got a feeling there's some of us today, if we're honest. Now, you don't want to be honest. I know. We're playing church. We got a church clothes on. It's Sunday. Uh, he must be preaching to somebody else. Not me. You need to record yourself, okay? What you need to do is get a recorder and start recording yourself about half the day and see how much negativism comes out of your mouth. It's easy for us to get negative. I know it's easy for me to get negative, and I've got a feeling it's easy for you and I both to be negative. You've got to change that mindset. You've got to stop talking negatively. If you don't stop talking negatively, it's not only going to drag you down. Watch this. It's going to drag everybody around you down. That's the problem when we get negative about this. And that's why we need a change of heart. And that's why, I'll tell you what, God is able to change our heart today. Now, I know it's hard for us men folk to admit when we're negative. I understand there's a lot of pride in us men. Come on, talk to me. You know what I'm talking about. We don't want to admit it, and probably ladies either say, I don't want to be negative. It's just the reality. It's just the facts. Well, uh, hey, if you find yourself being uh, negative about this and negative about that, uh, you're going to find yourself in fact, let me introduce you to Mr. Negative. Have you ever met Mr. Negative? Have you ever met Mrs. Complaining? All they seem to do is complain. All they seem to do is be negative. And brother and sister, listen, life is too short to go around complaining. Life is too short to go around being negative. Can I get an amen? Oh, yes. And the, the, listen, that's why we're looking at this passage of Scripture. The memory of the just is blessed. Say it with me. The memory of the just is blessed. One more time. That's Proverbs 10, verse 7. I want this to resonate in your heart today. I want the Holy Ghost of God to take the Word of God and quicken it in our heart and may it become a living reality because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So negative, Mr. Negative, or Ms. Complaining. It's easy to, again to get that uh, state of mind. No wonder the Word of God teaches about, for example, in Ephesians 4.29, 29, 
Paul put it this way, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. He said again to the church of Colossae, chapter 4, verse 6, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you might ought to know how, you an- how to answer every man. I know there's some negative stuff going on. I know you can turn on the news. I know in our families we can always find something to be negative about. But wait a minute. Are you going to always look in the rearview mirror? Are you going to always say, well, she did this and he did this, and I can't believe they did this, and, and, and I don't know what I'm going to do about this? Mr. Negative and Ms. Complaining. If we're going to build good memories, if we're going to be blessed by the Lord, we've got to get over the thing of being negative all the time. Now, we've got to deal with sometimes things that are negative, but we don't have to be negative, and we don't have to let the enemy come in like a flood and control our thought process. I like this. I ran across this as I was developing the PowerPoint and uh, yesterday. And notice, imagine this. If you had an account, $86,400 in your account, and someone stole $10 from your account, would you be upset and throw all the remaining, throw all of the remaining, let me repeat, throw all the remaining $86,390 away in hopes of getting it back at the person who took your $10? Or would you move on and live, right? Move on and live. See, we all have 86,400 seconds every day. Did you know that? Don't let someone's negative 10 seconds ruin the remaining 86,390 Don't sweat the small stuff. Life is bigger than that. Isn't it true that somebody in 10 seconds or 20 seconds can absolutely, if you let them, ruin your day, right? You know what I'm talking about. And so we've got to change our heart, our heart. And with the help of the Lord, uh, yes, create within me a clean heart, O God. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. And so today, maybe you're living with somebody that's negative. Look, you don't have to let that negativism catch on you. Pray for them. You can't change them. We're going to talk about that in the next way to build a blessed memory. And we'll talk about how to do that. But rather than being negative, I suggest to you, we need to trust God. Yes, trust God. And be grateful to God. Be grateful to God. Are, are you thankful to God? Are you grateful to God? Sometimes we've got to fix the problem. Our washing machine broke last week. How I many you know what I'm talking about? wouldn't spin at all no spinning at all we had the thing almost 10 years it's about time I guess it conked out anyway I was just getting ready to say man let's just get rid of this and get another one and my wife said Deanna said well honey you had not even looked at it yet why don't you take a look at it well I said well the truth is I hadn't had time to look at it but I'll take a moment and I'll look at it and so anyway it pulled a washing machine out disconnected the water hoses the drain hose pulled it out from the wall and pulled the cover off of it, leaned it over, got up under it, and where the motor and the pump is connected to the transmission. There's a little part, I thought I brought it with me today, but I don't have it with me now. It's a little part called a motor coupling. It's made out of rubber grommet. It's only about that thick, and inside the rubber grommet are these two plastic pieces that fit together like teeth together. And what it does, the motor's on this side, the transmission's on this side, and it's just a little part about, about so big like this and about so thick, it's, it costs less than $10. And, and so the, the purpose of this thing is when the motor's turning, this motor coupling connects with the transmission. And the motor's turning, and then the transmission turns. In turn, it spins the wash machine. Well, I went and got this part. 
and uh, took the thing apart and anyway and got this part put it in there and got everything situated and and plugged the baby in I said well maybe it'll work I don't know and so we turned it on turned on the spin and my soul the thing started spinning praise the Lord the moral of the story is if your washing machine tears up don't call me call somebody else okay don't call me but things can be fixed. And, and I'm preaching to somebody, teaching to somebody today that you've gone through a hard time with your relationship and you're thinking it'll never work. You think it's torn up. I, I need to fix this thing. Uh, there's some things we can't fix and that leads me right into our second way that we can build precious, blessed memories. Remember what the scripture says? Remember? Blessed, notice, the memory of the just is blessed. Say it with me. The memory of the just is blessed. You know my goal for preaching this message this morning? That you'll learn this verse. That's why I'm asking you to say it. I want you to learn it. It'll be a blessing to you. That's why I ask you to repeat it. You're likely to remember it more than if you repeat it than if you don't repeat it, okay? That's one of my goals for preaching this message. It's going to bless you. You're going to remember it. The Holy Ghost of God is going to bring it up to your mind this week when you find yourself being negative or when you find yourself complaining. The Lord's going to say, but wait a minute, Proverbs 10, verse 7 says, the, uh, the, the uh, memory of the just is blessed. Man, I, I tell you, a clear conscience? Can you buy a clear conscience? Can money give you a clear conscience? No. What a clear conscience. I mean, a peace of mind. How many know that it's a blessing to be able to lay your head down on your pillow at night, have a peace of mind? To know that you've done what you could. No, you can't do everything, but we can do what we can. We can attempt to reconcile relationships. What I mean, here's number two. By not only speaking good words in a bad word world, but number two, watch, by holding on when you feel like letting go and letting go when you feel like holding on. I want to draw your attention to chapter 10, verse 1. Look at it, chapter 10, verse 1. Here in chapter 10, verse 1, look what Solomon wrote. The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Uh, someone who doesn't listen, doesn't follow through. Well, what do I mean by holding on when you feel like letting go and letting go when you feel like holding on? Is there anybody here today that that maybe you're holding on too much. Maybe you're holding on too tight. Maybe you need to release some of the control. How many know you can't control people? How many know you can't control race relationships? You can try. You can try to hold on. You can try to change people. You can try to manipulate them. You can try to, uh, to use your own, you know, psychology or theology or philosophy or whatever you want to do. But only God can change a heart, amen? Only the Lord can change a person's heart. So how are we going to build blessed memories by holding on when we feel like letting go am i preaching to somebody today i know i am i know i am somebody today you uh, the thanksgiving they didn't show up hello they didn't show up they didn't call or maybe they just couldn't come or something happened you were at the thanksgiving and somebody had a fallout or somebody said something and it just ruined your thanksgiving day or maybe something uh, here is going to happen as we lead up to christmas we live in an imperfect world. Oh, yes, we do. So holding on when we feel like letting go. Is there anybody here today? Let me just put it this way. Is there anybody here today that feels rejected? Is there anybody here today that you gathered with your family and, uh, and you know, uh, maybe some things were said, maybe things were done, or maybe it's another relationship somewhere out there, or maybe it's just you in general. You feel rejected. 
get this. You ready to write this down? Definition of rejection. You know what the definition of rejection is? It's the absence of meaningful love. Absence of meaningful love. And I believe there's people here today that you have gone through life and you have felt maybe today you feel a sense of rejection. Question, what are you going to do about it? I mean, you worked all, you ladies, listen to me, you cooked and you labored and you did all the turkey and dressing and everything and -and so-and-so didn't show up. Most everybody showed up or maybe somebody didn't show up and it's kind of got your goat. (laughs) You're kind of a little bit ill this morning because, you know, something didn't happen like you was planning on it happening and then, you know, rejected, rejection. I'll tell you something, when we feel insecure, you know the key? To security, it's understanding who we are in Christ. It's understanding who we are in Christ. I want to tell you this, whether you feel rejected today or not, somewhere down the road, you're going to be rejected. You're going to need what I'm talking about today. If you're going to have a just memory, if you're going to have a blessed memory, then you've got to deal with rejection. And you're going to deal with it one way or another. You know what we do? Here's what we do when we feel rejected or when we are rejected by someone. You know what we do? Here's what we do. Well, I'm just going to get even with them. If they're not going to show up at my house, bless God, I'm not going to go to theirs either. Come on. And not only that, but if they're going to talk ugly to me, I'm just going to be ugly to them. We live in a world that's uh, got a sharp tongue. And we, uh, you know, I'm going to return evil for evil. But wait a minute. I come to the Bible and I read another message. I, I, I understand there's some things we've got to hold on that we feel like letting go. There's some in our family and some in our relationships that we're, watch this, you know what we're ready to do? What am I doing? Washing my hands. I'm done. Hello. I'm done. I'm finished. Yes, that's what we do when we're rejected. You know what else we do? Here's what we do. Suppress. We internalize. And you know what that can cause? Depression. When we internalize, we won't say, we won't try to resolve the issue, we won't pray about it, we'll just, mm, uh, I can't believe they did this. Uh, mm, anger, anger. And we suppress it, we internalize it, and it causes havoc on our suke, our mind, our will, our emotions. Why? Because God made us to have peace with Him and peace on this earth. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God and through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Colossians 3, 15, Paul wrote and said, Let the peace of God rule in your heart. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And you know Philippians 4, that great passage where Paul's in prison, Philippian jail, and he says, uh, or not Philippian jail, but rather Roman jail, and he's talking to the Philippian believers, be careful for nothing, stop worrying about everything, paraphrase, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. All right, I want to go back to what I asked you a moment ago. If you're still with me, say amen. All right, very good. Here's what I want you to remember now. How are you going to respond when you feel rejected? How are you going to respond holding on when you feel like letting go? And there's some cases where we try to be, watch this, I'm going to use a term. You ready for it? Write it down. Enabler. Sometimes in an enabling situation, uh, we become 
a enabler and there's some things we've got to let go because we can't control, we can't change. There's some things we've got to hold on to. But there's some things we've got to let go of. And what I mean, I'm talking about holding on and I'm talking about letting go. Some of us need to let go of some stuff and move forward. Hello? I mean, you're going through some stuff right now and you've got to let it go to move forward. You can't change everything. I can't change everything. I keep saying that because it's so like us to try to change things. Here's what I want to get to say to you. And if you'll remember it, try to remember it. What do you do when you feel rejected? What do you do? How do you respond when you feel rejected? Uh, where should you go? And why should you deal with your feelings? I'll tell you why. Rather than return evil for evil, I want to draw your attention to a passage of Scripture, namely in the book of Romans, chapter 12. Romans, chapter 12. You know what Paul wrote and he said? Here's what he said. Hey, this Christmas time, families get together. Hey, it's Thanksgiving time. There's a lot of activity going on this time of the year. A lot of stress, hello. A lot of busyness, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And it's easy to cross your wires. It's easy to misunderstand. It's easy to miscommunicate. And then next thing you know, the enemy can come in like a flood. Well, well, Paul wrote in Romans 12, here's what he said. And I want to paraphrase. He said this in chapter 12, the latter part of chapter 12, I believe it's verse 18, 19, 20, 21. He said this, don't return evil for evil. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. I understand. That's a little different. I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about verbal. You know, don't return evil for evil, but good for evil. Good for evil. Wait a minute. I've never, I can't do that, God. Ha ha. God says, I know you can't do it. That's why I'm in you to enable you to do it. Emmanuel. Hello. That's why I live in you. That's why I came to save you. Not only from the penalty of sin, watch this, but the power of sin. You don't have to keep being a bullheaded person. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, you don't have to go through life and, and just tell everybody a piece of your mind. I know the world operates that way, but Christians shouldn't. Oh, no, Christians are on a different level. Christians have a different boss, amen. Christians have a different marching order. And God says, don't return evil for evil, but good for evil. You willing to do that? Have you been done wrong? Let me give you an example of something that happened that I thought was very, very interesting. I heard about a man who was an unbeliever. He owned a farm, and he lived uh, right next to a believer, a Christian farmer. Now, the unbeliever didn't have a pond on his property. He, he, he planted his crops. He worked his crops. He tried to make them grow, but due to a lack of water, his crops would never grow. On the other hand, the man that had the other property who was a Christian he had a pond, he had an irrigation system, he had a creek running through his property. He was able to draw water out of his uh, resources and irrigate his crops. Consequently, the crops grew, they were healthy. The man who was an unbeliever noticed the man who was a believer, his crops would grow, but yet, on the other hand, the other man's crops wouldn't grow. It caused anger and bitterness in the neighbor who didn't have an irrigation. You know what he did? According to the account, you know what he did? He dug holes and trenches in his neighbor's property to try to drain some water into his property. Why? So he could get his crops to grow too. How I many know that's not right? You know what that man did who was a Christian, the farmer who had the resources? You know what he did? He went out there instead of going, taking him to court, 
lawsuit. He didn't do a lawsuit. I can't hear you. I just cut against the grain of our culture. That's what we want to do. That's right. Don't look at me like you're strange. You know exactly what I'm saying. You do me wrong, I'm going to do you wrong. You know what the, the Christian man did? He dug a trench and put some pipes and irrigated his property to go into the man who was an unbeliever. The unbeliever couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't, he'd never experienced that before. And you know what he did? The man who was not a Christian, who was out to uh, gain advantage over his neighbor, he went over to his neighbor's house. He said, I can't believe, you, you know, I, I, I dug into your property. I was wrong by doing it. And you, in turn, uh, you just gave me a lot of the resources for water to help my crops grow. He said, you got something I don't have. I need what you've got. You see how God works in situations like that? What would you have done? Take him to court? What would you have done? Gone and gave him a piece of your mind? What would you say? Bless God, this is my property, and you're not supposed to get on it. I'm talking about God's given us blessings, and we don't return evil for evil. Now, I know there's a time where we have to defend ourselves. I'm not talking about that, a just war. But I'm talking about how do we build good memories? How do we build relationships and blessed memories? By holding on and by letting go. Notice, the memory of the just is blessed. Let's say it together. The memory of the just is blessed. One more time. It's blessed. Man, I want to have a clear conscience. You know that Christian neighbor felt good about what it did. You know that Christian neighbor, watch this, about to start shouting and jumping right now. You know that God blessed that neighbor. Come on, talk to me. Man, the blessings of God are more important than money. I can't hear you. The blessings of God, having the blessings of God, you can't calculate that. Peace when you lay your head down at night and tranquility and and a clear conscience. God help us. God help us. The memory of the just is blessed. What kind of memory have you got today? What are you going through now that you're saying, God, the Holy Spirit saying, you know what? You need to forgive that person. You need to let that stuff go. You've been hanging on that for a long time. Oh, yeah, hold on to some things that you, you feel like letting go, but there's some things you need to let go. You're hanging on to. They, they did me wrong. They did this. You're the loser. Hello? You're the loser. We become the loser when we harbor resentment and unforgiveness in our heart. So how do we build these good memories? How do these blessed memories? Number three, notice, by staying strong when you feel like giving up. Look at this. By staying strong when you feel like giving up. Notice uh, verse number uh, 29. Look at verse 29, please. Look at verse 29 of the text. Are you ready? I don't know. I didn't bring it up on the screen, but it should be in your Bible. Verse 29. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright. That's where I derive this next item. The way, verse 29, the way of the Lord is strength to the upright. Staying strong when you feel like giving up. Notice, blessed memories, by speaking good words in a bad word world, not being negative, not complaining, by, by holding on when you feel like giving up and, and, and when you feel like letting go and, and letting go when you feel like holding on. I'm preaching to somebody today. I know I am, as well as myself, by staying strong when you feel like giving up. That's how we build good memories, staying strong when we feel like giving up. You ever feel like giving up? Maybe today, there's some of you today, you say, man, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. It ain't working. I know ain't's not a good word, but it's just not working. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm done. I'm finished. 
There's some children. There's some young people that have uh, gotten negative about your parents and maybe negative about your grandparents. And today God is saying, you need to change your heart. There's some of us parents who have easily, uh, something's happened and you, you get negative about this or that or negative about your husband or wife. Oh, yes. Stay strong. Don't give up. Stay strong. No wonder strength comes from the Lord. Ephesians 6, verse 10. You can write that down. Ephesians 6, 10. You know what Paul wrote? Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. You know what he said to Joshua, Joshua 1, 9? Here's what he said. Have not commanded to be strong and of good courage. Fear thou not, neither be thou dismayed. I'm with thee whithersoever thou goest. Is there anybody here that feels like giving up? I feel like quitting. I feel like throwing in the towel. I've tried. I don't know about this stuff, Brother Pastor. The just, oh yes, the just. The, the, the memory of the just is blessed. Staying strong. Staying strong. It's easier said than done. The memory of the just is blessed. Can I tell you, speaking of strong, I thought of this. I had a dog one time. It was a Doberman Pinscher. I found the Doberman Pinscher in the woods. I named him Dusty. He was kind of dusty-looking color, but he was about maybe 40 pounds, full-grown at the time, skin and bones. You could see his ribs. Obviously, he was malnutrition, and uh, obviously, he hadn't eaten in quite a while, and he was kind of wild. I just found him in the woods, and he followed me, and I took him home, and I fed him, and fed him back up to health. But this dog had a problem. You know what the problem this dog had? I loved this dog. This is years ago, uh, 30 years ago. Uh, this dog, uh, he liked to chase cars. And I'm not talking about parked cars either, okay? He loved to chase cars. And I tried to break him from that, full grown, <laughs> you know. And yet, he, he loved to chase cars. I'll never forget one time I was out and I was uh, jogging down the road and I had him with me and he was right there with me and uh, a car came riding by and he ran out to chase him. I called him. I said, uh, come back, come back, come back. He didn't listen to me. He ran right out in front of that car. Boom, the car hit him. It ran smack over him. In fact, it hit him so hard that the driver stopped and said it knocked the transmission out of gear. Well, I'm going to tell you about hanging tough when the going gets rough. Hanging tough when the going gets rough. I'm preaching somebody today about relationship. You know what that dog did? He got up. <laughs> he was dazed, needless to say. And I ran over there and said, Dusty, I told you not to chase him cars. You know what I mean? But, but he looked at me like, well, <laughs> too late now. And uh, anyway, and, and, and he, just, he, just, he just got up. I, I, I know this is, I know you're going to turn me over to Peta, so what? But anyway, his, he, he, his nose was bleeding. I mean, it was an obvious a direct hit. But he was hanging tough when the going got rough. I'll tell you a second time. I was out there. He got out of his pen. He ran out there in the road. He was out of his pen. I was calling him back, and he had dug out of his pen. And a car comes up, and the car hits him. He chases the car. I'm calling him and says, stop. Man, I tried to spank him and everything else to try to get him from keeping running cars. But he, he ran out in front of that car, and the car, boom, hit him. And he flipped over about three or four times. I said, he's dead now. He's gone. Man, he flipped over. He hit the ground. He got on his feet and headed to his house. <laughs> I, 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 he went right to his house. And I went over to his house. I said, now, Dusty, I done told you, stop chasing cars, all right? I don't know if you listen to me or not. But the point is this. He was hanging tough when the going got rough. Is there anybody here that needs to toughen up a little bit? Paul said it this way to Timothy. Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
No man that warreth entangled himself with affairs of this life, that it may please him who had called in to be a soldier. Can I say this? And, and you understand this terminology. Toughen up, soldier. Toughen up, soldier. Oh, yeah, our feelings get hurt and things happen, but, but Jesus came to his own and his own received him not, John 1, 11. But as many as received him to them gave it the power to become sons of God, even them that believe on his name. How do you deal with rejection? You know how you deal with rejection? You understand who you are in Christ. You understand you drink from the fountain of God's mighty overflowing river and you say, praise the Lord, I'm accepted in the beloved. Watch this. Now, this is important what I'm fixing to share. If you're trying to get all your needs met, like you got a tank, a love tank in your, in your heart, okay? And if you're trying to get everybody else to fill up your love tank and you think they're going to fill it all up, you are sadly going to be disappointed. Why? Nobody can really love you unconditionally like God can. And there's something about that unconditional love. If you and I don't drink from that fountain every day and say, Dear God, I thank you for your unconditional love. Ephesians 1, 6, He hath made us accepted and beloved. He's highly bestowed favor upon us. Yes, we are accepted in Jesus Christ. And now we are heirs and joint heirs of Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16 and 17 says, Heirs and joint heirs with Christ. You know what that word heirs is? It's also used in Revelation chapter 21, verse 7. Uh, that, uh, that word heirs is kleromeo. And the word kleromeo means possession. Oh, look, look, look. Here's the bottom line. Bottom line is I'm accepting the beloved. God the Father loves me. He accepts me in his son. He's got a plan and purpose for me. And I thank God my security is in who I am in Jesus. Not, watch, 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 watch. Not what people say about me are not how people treat me. That will set you free. I said that will set you free. Have you come to that place? Maybe today you need to come to that place. The memory of the just is, uh, is uh, blessed. Yes, the memory of the just is blessed. Now, number four, how can we build blessed memories? One, by speaking words, good words in a bad word world. Two, by holding on. When we feel like letting go, by letting go, when we feel like holding on. Three, uh, by staying strong, when we feel like giving up. Four, notice, by counting our blessings, when we forget how really blessed we are. How many of y'all will admit you are blessed beyond measure? We are blessed beyond measure. Look, this thing of blessings, count your blessings. Yes, count them. Name them one by one. Look over in chapter 10, verse 22. Here's where I come to this same conclusion. Chapter 10, verse 22, look at this. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he that addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Look, we all have got troubles. We all have got challenges. We all got stresses. But if you want to have a good memory, if you want to have a blessed memory, the uh, memory of the just is blessed. You want to have a clear conscience? I'll tell you how you can do it. Start counting your blessings. Start counting your blessings. You, you want to overcome complaining? Do you want to overcome negativism, being negative about this and that? You start counting your blessings. Man, name them one by one. <laughs> God, you've been good to me. Lord, you bless me. Oh, yes. And they'll outweigh anything that we find negative. But our dilemma is we focus on negative things. There's some of you today. I'm convinced you've been like I get at times. Look. Listen to me, I get that way at times. If I'm not careful, I can think about this going on and that going on. And you know where the enemy works on us? When we lay our head down on a pillow at night. 
Last night, my mind was racing up and down. I got up at 1 o'clock. I couldn't sleep. I started walking about 3 o'clock. I couldn't sleep. I just stayed up uh, and just stayed up all night long, and I just couldn't sleep. And, I, and, uh, and these thoughts have run through my mind, and I'm trying to gather and sort through them and pray through them and all like that. But, well, the memory of the just is blessed. Will you start counting your blessings? The memory of the just is blessed. One more time. Say it with me. The memory of the just is blessed. Don't you want a blessing like that? Last but not least, by living with hope when things seem hopeless. Look at chapter 10, verse 28. Look at chapter 10, verse 28. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness. Have you given up hope? Maybe you, you feel like, well, I'm stuck. I'm at this job. I'm not going anywhere. You know, my children are never going to change. My health isn't going to change. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with this stuff all the time. I, I'm not going to catch up on my bills. I'm behind on this and behind on that. And uh, this problem is going on. My child is having issues. I just prayed with someone here not long ago today about asking me for prayer about uh, different things. Hope, expectation. All right, I'm coming to a close now. There's a reason a car's windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. You do know that, don't you? There's a reason. The, the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Why? Because life isn't meant to go looking in the rearview mirror the whole way. No, you've got to look ahead. And there's some of you today need some real breakthrough. There's some of us today that need healing. There's some of us today that need God. Listen to me, young people. You're in a rut. You're stuck. You don't see it. God says, I can get you out of it. I can get you out of it. The memory of the just is blessed. I wonder today if you'd stand to your feet. 